This is the podcast version of the YouTube and Facebook live stream that we did around Salesforce B2B Commerce Cloud with myself, Niklas Wikström, Jasmin Brandstetter and Leith Al-Hashimi from Sirocco. In the live stream, we did have a demo. So we are talking around some things that we can see on the screen. If you find it hard to follow, or if you want to see the live stream in its entirety, you can follow the link in the episode description. Enjoy. Okay, we are live. Um, hi, welcome to this live stream from Sirocco. Um, in this series, we try to look at interesting topics in the wonderful world of CRM. Um, and um, my name is Niklas Wikström. I am the managing director of Sirocco Arabia, which is the Dubai branch here, uh, the branch of Sirocco rather here in Dubai, where I sit. I'm joined today by Yasmin Brandstetter, who is a Salesforce application specialist, um, and also Leif Al-Hashimi, who is our founder and group CEO. So welcome, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, and um, the topic of, of today is uh, Salesforce B2B Commerce Cloud. Um, and I will share screen here. Um, and Leif, I don't know if you want to say a few words about this forward-looking statement that we need to put up here because we're talking about Salesforce products. Well, it's, uh, it's a summary, basically, that says that you should base your buying decision on what's available today and not on future promises, more or less. So it's really important that you base your decisions on that. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, and today's topic, like I mentioned, is Salesforce B2B Commerce Cloud. And I thought that I would hand over to you, Yasmin, if you could just tell us a little bit about what is this product? You know, what, what does it do? And then just the basics. And then later on, we'll, we'll dive into a bit of a, uh, um, a deeper discussion and a demo uh, of it as well. Yes. So B2B commerce is basically a way for customers to self-service and order products on a store, on a website, um, on a commerce site. And it's a secure and authenticated way of ordering uh, bulk objects. And also um, you can agree on discounts or you know special prices per account with your account executive or with your salesperson. That is, in a nutshell, what B2B commerce does. Um, there are two different B2B commerce products from Salesforce. Uh, one is the original older version, uh, Cloud Craze which is now B2B commerce on visual force. And the second one is B2B commerce on lightning experience. So everyone who is working on lightning experience, they can get the full, um, the full capability of the Salesforce core products with the lightning experience version of B2B commerce. Mm. Okay, yeah. yeah. In my mind, I think like I, I when I'm thinking about B2B commerce, it's more like uh, in my mind, I'm thinking that the B2C and B2B 
uh, difference is kind of getting smaller and smaller. And I think the way we purchase things now, we expect to be able to buy it on like an Amazon-like experience, even if it's a B2B buying decisions we're, we're, we're making, uh, instead of having to you know, go through some other maybe clunkier procurement process or having to email someone or call someone. I mean, if I can just order it online, be it products or services, uh, that's like a must be a huge benefit. That's kind of in my mind where I see this uh, product, uh, I guess, so this uh, solution. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a really easy way for businesses to uh, order online, as you say, not just for individual people like B two C, but for businesses as well. I don't have to to call in or make a fax order or whatever you've been doing for the last many years. Um, I just go online, I place my order, I can easily reorder what I'm ordering every month, for example, and I'm done in five minutes and my order is up. So it's really fast, mm. really easy, secure, and of course, authenticated because you need to you know, be logged in like an individual if you were about to buy something personal as well. Yeah, okay. Um... And Leif, uh, like from your from your side, if I could ask you, how, how do you see where do you see Salesforce B2B commerce? Like, where does it fit in? Like for, for a company, like where how should they think about this? Like if they, you know, as part of the the different channels they use for for their customers, how do you see this? Like from a I guess a strategic point of view. Yeah. So I would kind of add first uh, to Jasmine's uh, perspective on you know as you mentioned the Amazon perspective, and I would say because that ties into the to the question you just asked, is that it, it's when you want to expose everything internally about the customer information and engage with the customer on a web experience. So what I mean by that is you have trade agreements. When you deal with B2C, you usually have a standard price that you expose on your web shop or whatever it might be, right? Uh, specifically Amazon. But with a B2B customer, and especially a complex one, you might have trade agreements, you might have line discounts, you might have a lot of different complexities in the way that you configure it and, and price a product. And with B2B Commerce Cloud, you kind of expose that to the customer and engage with the customer so they are able to kind of step in and, and be part of that. So the commerce in that sense becomes a strategic point of view where you kind of, instead of looking at CRM, as a marketing sales and, and service execution, the sales part goes a step deeper by kind of stepping out and engaging with the customer to come in and see these are the products that we sell you to these prices. You're able to set your own order. You're able to ask for a quote. You're able to kind of buy online what you need for us to kind of look at, the, um, uh, look at it as a partnership rather than just you know, talking to the salesperson about getting a quote. You might instead talk to the salesperson about our uh, partnership and how we work better together. And the quote kind of creates itself when you need it. Okay, yeah. Um, and I was going to say as well, uh, maybe sometimes you, if you think about e-commerce or kind of commerce in this way, you think about this would fit well for companies selling things, so to speak. So, for example, we have a, a, a new Salesforce customer here in the region, uh, GIT, and they sell printer toners and, and that type of business. So you can imagine, oh, it's easy to be able to go in and reorder your, your standard items that you purchase. But actually, it's not really limited to physical things. Obviously, you, we could sell our 
service contracts and professional services and everything, I guess. It's exactly. just a, exactly. a, a vehicle to actually be able to push forward your services and products. Uh, Put it this, let's, use, let's use Sirocco as an example for that. That's exactly, you're completely right. I mean, expose our CV database of the consultants that we have at Sirocco, engaging with our customers saying, this is a login to the B2B commerce cloud or whatever you want to call it. Uh, engage with us. So when they get a need, they can search for the competency that we have within our CV database and then just say, we want a quote for this competency or this expertise, or we want resources like this. So you're completely right. We can do this for products, for professional services, but also for more complex structures. If there isn't a product in place, you can still ask for it through such a, a structure because you're able to engage uh, with the customer without having the physical meeting, which is more and more important these days. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, it's just inter interesting for me because of us three, I think I'm probably the one who knows the least of this product. So it's interesting to ask you guys what you, how you see it and uh, you know how, um, how you think it fits. Um, well, the product's brand new. Uh, as Jasmine would let you know, we're one of the few partners in the Nordics that are now certified within B2B Commerce Cloud. Uh, there's us and there's a colleague in Denmark, and I think that's it. So it, the product is also brand new, but the need has been there. We've been using Salesforce Communities platform in order to kind of recreate the same thinking, but Salesforce really kind of took it to the next level by packaging this in one kind of go. So we were able to kind of uh, get ready and get to the customer with a kind of pre-configured and pre-packaged solution in that sense. But the need mm -hmm. and the thought has been there for a very long time in that sense. Yeah. Okay. And, and from a kind of a mix of, of features and I guess apps from, from Salesforce as well, I guess you, you fit it in, in a clever way, like together with your Pardot or marketing cloud or, and your sales, you kind of, you just make sure that that just becomes part of your sales channel. And it's also must be a, a powerful uh, marketing tool as well to know like how, what do people look at in our e-commerce store, so to speak? What are people most interested in? You kind of, I guess you can get that type of information as well. Uh, to help dictate how you segment and how you market. and, and Well, you those, know, the, uh, the B2B Commerce Cloud isn't limited to sales. You can interact with service tickets. You can mm -hmm. have uh, people, you know, uh, issue a service ticket saying this machine is wrong. If you have an AC machine or if you have a big uh, kind of a structure with machines, you can see the the overall uh, index of all the machines you have from your for, at your customers and they can go in and say we need service for this machine or this thing has broken down or you can with mm -hmm. IoT also measure the level of uh, kind of performance that these machines are performing something's kind of turning yellow and maybe issues a, an error message you will see that there so you could look at this mm -hmm. as asset management as well the execution of asset management and sales and as you mentioned marketing in the same platform Okay, so it's like a self-service is the overarching theme, really, that customers can indicate and communicate uh, in, in a convenient ma manner for them. Uh, and it might be out of hours or whatever else, like, as long as they can, can log, log tickets and, and things through that as well. Okay. And the most important part, I would say, is not only logged in, but customized to the customer's perspective, because it's your kind of inventory of your machines or whatever it might be, right? It's your prices, it's your trade agreement. So you're not looking at a standardized version of a web portal. You're looking towards your specific engagement with that customer or with that vendor in that sense. Mm -hmm. But it could also be, I'm sorry, but it could also be used for, let's say you're a manufacturer of a certain machine. Let's use AC machines as an example. And then you have a service network of service partners throughout Europe because you don't have the presence in all European countries. 
and you need uh, service providers or partners you work with, you can utilize B2B Commerce Cloud as a, as a partner platform where you issue work tickets for your partners and they engage with you there. They get their service orders, they get to kind of submit their, their uh, um, as a service reports and you get to engage with it. So it's not limited to customers per se either. You can use this for partners as well. That's right, okay. Um, that makes sense. Um, okay. Um, and uh, Yasmin, you were about to say something as well. Sorry, we cut you off. Yes, a little bit. I just wanted to uh, mention as well, like Leith said, since it is, um, since you agree on, on specific entitlements and, and service level agreements, basically, um, this goes into the service part of your company as well. So as he already said, you can look at your cases, you can report something broken and according to your agreement that's personal to your account or specific to your account, you will be helped in that way. Mm -hmm. And each account might have different entitlements and different service level agreements. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's all within B2B commerce because it is fully integrated into the Salesforce environment into mm. the Salesforce um, org, into your Salesforce org that you're using. So it's it's all there with one click. You don't have to go anywhere else to check if this person is entitled for some kind of service or not. Mm. I mean, isn't it, that, Jasmine, isn't another way of seeing this is if you have a Salesforce platform with uh, uh, marketing, sales and service, this product is your opportunity to kind of expose all of those uh, parts of the customer engagement process with the customer from one product. So you're able to kind of tie in different sections from different parts and then say, this is your window into what we know about you as a customer and you get the opportunity of interacting with us on all these different uh, applications that we have internally. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And also the marketing part that you're mentioning um, or that, that you mentioned before, Niklas, it's uh, I can report on what has the customer looked at. Does he have an abandoned cart? And I see this in Salesforce. I can pull this data in. I, I see it right there. And I'm like, oh, he looks at uh, this type of toner five times a day. Does he want to buy it? Maybe I should market it to him. Yeah. Uh, you can integrate Google Analytics if you're, if you're using it. So you can do a lot and you bind together all the products, like you said, you bind them all together and you have a really great view of the customer and can help them, well, by offering products or services that are relevant exactly to them in that moment. Yeah. And that's, I think, the most exciting part, right, Jasmine, is that all these features Jasmine just mentioned are usually more common within the B2C perspective, right? When you build a web shop, you have, you know, these analytical tools about what people are yeah. looking at. And, and then when you think about B2B, you always think about, you know, like our customers should be able to reorder or our customers are able to issue a ticket. But when you get the power of B2C tools into B2B, imagine an account executive getting an automated email from the system saying, your customer has been looking at this product or this uh, professional service more than five times for the past you know, week, and you're able to act upon it. Now, that's what we're talking about, the next industrial revolution or the next step in that is really to get the system to analyze the B2B perspective from a B2C kind of uh, platform in that sense. And I think that's the part that makes me more excited is 
what we get to learn about these hybrid solutions, uh, how we're able to kind of reuse certain tools into a different context. And I guess as well, like being, you know, in the Salesforce world as well, you can plug this into Einstein in some clever way as well and get automated, you know, AI inputs and it will tell you, you know, patterns and start to, you know, work through the data and the way that your customers are interacting on this platform. Um, So it's, yeah, it sounds really, I mean, it's it's an exciting product, I think. Uh, So uh, with that said, uh, Yasmin, should you, if I put your screen up, are you able to jump into a bit of a demo? We're not going to do a, a million different things in the demo, but just like a brief demo of, of the solution so people get an idea of what this is that we've been talking about um, so far. Definitely, yeah. Let me put you up here. Yes. Right. Perfect. So I would say we start in the actual store. That's kind of the one of the exciting parts. I mean, I'm excited about, about all of that. Um, but I, I'd say we start in the store. Um, and in this example, we are, well, our company is Cirrus Energy. And you see here we sell, uh, we sell uh, solar panels and batteries and whatever you can imagine. And this is based on the experience cloud, so which was formerly a community cloud. And it's all built on the experience cloud here. Okay. I am logged in at the moment. So you can also enable guest browsing so that you're anonymously looking around the website. I am logged in at the moment. We can feature certain products specifically for this account, which also ties into the marketing. And this person has been looking at the product for a number of times. I can feature it on the website. I can put it up as a recommended um, as a recommended product for this specific customer. Isn't that an, uh, an excellent opportunity for cross-selling and upselling? So you can also kind of offer products that they're not buying, but do you see an opportunity for them to buy that? Definitely, yes. Uh, definitely. You see that here, featured products or highlighting something specific. Also, when you go to the checkout, you can still cross-sell. You still get the opportunity to cross-sell and upsell on the actual checkout page as well. Um, you have the opportunity to put up your products and featured products everywhere you want to. You can quick order, got an order history here. Um, See what I've ordered before. I can, if I know the the skew of my items, I can quickly order them here, add them to the cart and, you know, within three clicks, I'm done. Frequently ordered. Um, I see my cases. If I have any issues with uh, my products, I can look at my cases. And this information is kind of live from the Salesforce platform. So the orders, the cases, that's from Service Cloud. The orders could be from your ERP. So it's really kind of an interface for the customer to see. It it all lives in Salesforce or whatever system you integrated, preferably Salesforce. Um, 
it all lives in Salesforce. Um, and I just, as a Salesforce admin, I just place this list here, say, I want my customers to see their cases or relevant articles, and I just place it here and it's automatically added to Lauren's view in that case. And I can click through. Uh, I, I, I can see, oh, my order or what are your service hours? I have this question again. I can just look at it again if I want to. Um, the data lives in Salesforce and it's nicely displayed here in the store for me as a customer to see. And I can quickly open a new case as well, as you see here in that example. And the layout and everything is up to, you know, us to define together with the customer, like what, which parts you want to show where and in the same way that you build the communities and in the experience cloud, I guess. Yes. So since this is an experience cloud, you can customize it to your likings, the layout, the pictures, the, the wording, everything. You can even put a chat up here. It's not here now, but uh, you can put a chat um, widget here to integrate your service uh, team and make sure your customers can quickly chat with you. Uh, agents would also be able to kind of uh, see the customer specific information from their perspective working within Salesforce. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the good thing or the nice thing about the chats in general is you can put up a chat bot um, beforehand uh, to maybe narrow down the, the question a customer has or already provide relevant articles that might resolve the customer's issue too. Hmm. It's like you're used to from B2C um, when you go on any website and now it's it's there for B2B as well. Actually, that br brings me to something uh, when you mentioned chat, I forgot to mention at the start here as well. Obviously, we're streaming this both on YouTube and on Facebook Live. So if anyone has any questions, just type them in the chat and we'll be able to bring them in here if there's any questions that pop up um, during this uh, session. And I'll just kind of bring them up uh, as I see fit, if I when I see them in the in the log here. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Um, all your products here in the store they live in Salesforce. You put them up in Salesforce as the the B two B commerce admin. You put them up in Salesforce. You add um, the prices, the SKUs and they all live in Salesforce and you publish them to your site. And once you publish them, they will be available to the customers. For specific prices, as we mentioned earlier, every account can have agreed discounts or agreed um, product prices. And as you publish your products, each account will see the product they're entitled to or the prices they're entitled to, just as you see here. I can select colors and sizes, whatever you, you are selling and add it to my cart. And with a few clicks, you, you basically can reorder so quickly um, and add more products, cross sell and upsell and uh, don't have to go on the phone with a sales rep and you know rattle down the, the SKU numbers and uh, order like that anymore. It's hmm. a few clicks and you're done. 
and, and when I place, you know, if yeah, you put it in your cart here. Um, so if you place an order from here, then on the inside, so to speak, in the back end in Salesforce, it just appears as a uh, an order, or what happens on the on the inside, so to speak. Exactly. So we can order in the store, and before we jump into that, you see you might be interested as well. So we can. We still have the opportunity to cross-sell and upsell in the cart. And also want to mention here, you see the specific price this account gets. So it would cost you 10,000 euros, but because of this account, because I'm logged in as Lauren in that case, I get it cheaper for uh, almost 9,000 euros. And once I placed the order, or well, first I have to go through the checkout. There is a checkout process. There is a checkout flow. I select my address. Um, I select my delivery method, and this all lives in Salesforce as well. Um, when you set up B2B commerce in Salesforce, you get checkout flow templates. They are there, you can tweak them. You get shipping uh, templates, shipping flow templates. You can use them as they are, or you can tweak them to your liking and you can put them up like this and uh, you're done basically. Um, but in my case, I would just, you know, go through. And sorry, I saw addresses there as well. So if say that I make uh, a larger order and I have multiple items or services, uh, items, I guess, if, if it's delivery. Uh, can I have them delivered to different addresses? So if I want like one part of the order should be delivered to address A, one should go to my office in, I don't know, some other city. Like, uh, am I able to do that as well? You could, yes. Uh, with the with the B2B commerce on Visual Force, which is the classic version of this, uh, there is an option of doing that um, Per default so it is already enabled and it is or it is available with b2b commerce on lightning you would have to tweak it um, and okay. probably code something to do so um, but it it is possible to split order hmm. the tax and the shipping um, those are flows as well and as i said they live in salesforce you of course have to put in the taxes or the shipping fees in your flow as they are in your country but once you did that you just publish it to the site and uh, it will be available and visible to your customers and this is really interesting because as we know in some regions in the world the taxes uh, could very differ from different like uh, different states in the US so picking up from the address database will you be able to kind of expose and show the exact tax for that state based upon the account card and the delivery address for that customer yeah hmm. Actually, there is a question from the, the YouTube comments here. Uh, I'll put it up on the screen as well so you can see it. Uh, the question is, um, can we utilize templates and configurations from CPQ here? So I was going to ask that myself. I kind of thought that as well. How does CPQ fit into this? When you talked about complex selling, Leif, um, how, um, uh, how does CPQ fit into this? Like, is it 
yes, because it's kind of part of the product, normal product setup and price books and et cetera? Or how, yeah, how does this interact with you? Well, this is very interesting. Uh, this is very interesting, the question. That's why I interrupted you, because this is where I yeah. kind of uh, really get interested. Because imagine CPQ as the kind of the uh, uh, prolonged arm of, of a quote, and you're able to kind of uh, configure advanced products, uh, specific pricing, and also quoting processes. You're able to tie those in and now expose it to the customer thanks to B2B Commerce Cloud. So you're able to configure very kind of advanced products from a web interface suddenly. You don't need to have that interaction with multiple uh, uh, customers and multiple customer meetings. And in order just to get that, you can actually just go in there and say, these are the configurations that you have, and then you're able to expose that through the B2B Commerce Cloud. So it's the strength of CPQ together with the convenience of mm. uh, uh, B2B Commerce okay, Cloud. So you can set up like your robust like price rules and product rules and combinations and things, and and then this is actually just the layer where we expose all of that complexity in a simple way to each customer. So they only see a very simple setup, so to speak, but actually lots of intelligence goes into it in the back uh, actually, back end, I guess. Well, if you have a, a, a very complex product on a, a lot of different variables that define how you would do this, the customer doesn't need to see this. They see this from a service perspective. So they go, we need to have that kind of skew. And then you've configured that product in the background with all those different variables and you've priced it. So the only thing the customer does is to put in that skew, put in that kind of need and they would get the price. So they're able to talk about business needs instead of knowing about your mm -hmm. specific products and the way that you configure them. So it's not only preparing the customer, it's also preparing the sales rep from our company and having that conversation about what do you need as a customer rather than telling them about our configuration. And I guess and how the way that our customers interact in B2B commerce as well, the things that they ask for or the things that they maybe try to buy could also inform us on if we need to update our CPQ setup and rules and you know, kind of based on, we think that this is what people buy and this is how it has to be, like combination of products, for example. But if we keep seeing that we get more and more feedback from customers in this platform that they would actually prefer to do it in some, some other way. And we can look at maybe updating like our CPQ intelligence, I guess. Exactly, exactly. And that's when you get the engagement of the customer stepping into your environment, kind of pushing you to further develop not only the way that you configure your products, but the way that you kind of offer them, bundle them as a pricing or as a, as a service. So exactly that, that we had a customer actually that uh, always got requests to their uh, customer service about, you know, what products do you have? But what they did after a while is taking in the request about the products they didn't have. And then when, it's, and when it reached a certain level, they would kind of uh, submit that request to their uh, uh, product mm. execution group, like, should we have this product? When you get that, you already know which customers have been asking for it. So you're able to get a hot leads list based upon the interest from the customers. So I think this is also where you get to have a dialogue with the customers about not the products you're just offering, but what are the products you're not yeah, offering. And that, that, that becomes an input to your product managers and R&D and whatever business you do, but how you develop your products, I guess that's, yeah, okay. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, one of the problems or the, the kind of, let's say, challenges with CPQs, you put so much effort in configuring your products and then within your own kind of organization, and now you need to take it to the customer. And B2B Commerce Cloud really opens up that door where the customer gets to step in and look at it from their perspective without the complexity and understanding, you know, what do we need? 
and what kind of products would fit our machines. So it's not only about what do they offer from this company, but which of the parts yeah. work on our car in that sense, right? So not only are there 50 different tires, which tires fit our specific car? And that's what you need to know as a customer because you don't want to be a, a tire expert from that perspective. You just want to know what fits our needs and our. And I guess our if you have like a product idea or an idea for a new service, you could also almost do a little bit of like A/B testing of you know exposing it to some customers on the commerce cloud and see how they interact, how they react to it before you make it part of like a broader marketing push or something. I guess as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You get to segment your customers as well. So you're able to expose certain type of products or services specific to, towards certain segments. So there's ways of really kind of looking at this as also a way to engage with different kind of product groups or customer groups as well. Uh, and and, and uh, doing kind of a trial and error kind of thing, working that thing out. That's really cool, yeah. Um... I mean, the, the possibilities are endless, like in B2C, it's it's now finally been translated to B two B, so it's yeah. you, you get the the same. <laughs> yeah. because I guess you almost awesomeness. get because as a consumer we get spoiled by all these incredible like sites that just sell us exactly what we want, like your Airbnbs and your Amazon. Like they they've done this for a long time, and they they're all the intelligence they have. Like we're kind of we we almost yeah. expect that wherever we go now, oh they should mm -hmm. only show me these you know magical the magical way of 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 doing business. And I guess B two B commerce is like a way for companies to start on that journey for the, for themselves to be able to offer that. I guess. Yeah, it's it's really personalized and like we expected on a B two C level, very personalized and and individual to each mm. company. That's that's great. Yes. Um, Okay, so I'll put your screen back on as well. Uh, ah, so now we're in Salesforce. This is, uh, I think this is very familiar for everyone who's been a user of Salesforce before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I've, I've already loaded it because, well, hmm. my computer is a little, a little slow. Um, <laughs> I already preloaded it here. Uh, we're now in Salesforce and since it's fully integrated into Salesforce, I can use all the objects from Salesforce as well. And we see here Lauren's uh, contact card, contact record in Salesforce. And we also see her order here. This is the one I just placed on the 27th of May today. And I can see everything from the order, I see the order amount. All right. Oh, okay. So yes, no You can clicking. see all, everything from the order that you just <laughs> um, showed us uh, a few minutes ago in the storefront or whatever it's called. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I see the activated date. I see when I've ordered it. I see the, the tax. I see the shipping. Um, I see her previous orders as well. Now we're in, in Lauren's contact record here. I see the previous orders. And as you see here on top, I can integrate it with everything, mm. with sales and service. If I offer field service uh, or if I have field service, marketing. And I so can it's, see her carts there. there. So would that include abandoned um, carts and that whole kind of old e-commerce uh, you know, feel as well? Yes. Yes, as well. 
Um, and also, um, because you mentioned cards, uh, we can also enable customers to look at the orders and the cards from the whole company. So um, I would, if, if Lauren was a uh, manager, say, uh, of her e-commerce team or, you know, the, the buyer and manager, um, she would be able to see all the orders that all of her employees place or all the cards that all of her employees have. Um, or I, I can enable her to see all the service cases that the entire company has as well. So since this lives in Salesforce, I can quickly pull it into the community for one specific person to see if I okay, wanted yeah, so you to. Can, you can expose anything that fits, you know, what, depending on that specific company's security model, et cetera, I guess. But yes, you could just expose anything that we have in Salesforce that belongs yeah. to this customer in any format we could always show that to, to different people in the organization at different levels, I guess, depending on their role and uh, responsibility. Exactly. Exactly. And well, you know, privacy is, of course, important. But when you look at it from a company perspective, this isn't really a yeah. web shop where you buy your Amazon stuff. It's more kind of uh, so you might have a technician going in and configuring a cart based upon a, a service visit. So they might do a service visit. They might understand that, that this is what needed, and then they add it here. And then from an administrative perspective, you might see all the service technicians, different cars, and then you're able to kind of execute on what should be ordered or what should mm. be kind of connected and to something else. And as the company else. here, you know, if we, um, so the Salesforce, the, the company who's running B2B commerce here, could they also, like, could you, you, I guess you could create carts on behalf of your customers. You say, hey, I've just created your, like, all these things we talked about, you can look at them now on Commerce Cloud, make sure everything looks okay, and then you can just complete it when you have your time. Like you can kind of pre-cook, I guess, some things as well as you see fit. Yeah. Yes, definitely. You can you can enable your service um, users to or your service team to or a sales team to create cards and orders for the mm. customers on behalf of the customer. Yeah. And then okay. maybe suggest it to them. Oh, you could say a card is a quote. Yeah, in that sense. Then. The same, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, because like you could, if you talk to someone and to to push them along a little bit, to push them over the edge, so to speak, of of actually completing the order, you could put it into the commerce, you know, platform for them to do a final, make a final review, you know, um, and then make the purchasing decision. Then, because so so then you don't have to necessarily chase them and and do it with them. They can just do it on their own time, I guess, in their own time. Exactly, yeah. But you could also try in other components that we haven't really spoken about that's outside of Salesforce. You can, for mm. instance, tie in digital signatures within this. You can utilize DocuSign, for instance, to kind of get your uh, uh, digital approval uh, for these things within the B2B Commerce Cloud. So you're also able to kind of put in components that increases the level of security, but also the level of engagement. You might create a card and then you need a decision maker to sign off for it. That you could send a DocuSign link, they would see the configuration, they would be able to sign everything off, and then that would be processed into our ERP. So we're really able to kind of also minimize the time it takes to go through the maybe the formal review process mm. or the approval process in that sense. Exactly. So you, you can, as, as you say, you can integrate so many different products 
Uh, I know this one has uh, Tableau CRM integrated. So whatever you want to integrate, um, you you could probably do it. Yeah. Um, just one quick view here, if it loaded. <laughs> um, that would be your, your base camp for your store. So this is our store from within Salesforce. I can see my orders per date. This is highly customizable, um, of course. So whatever you want to see here, you can put up here. Um, the nice thing about it is this is your one stop for your specific store. This is the experience builder as well, where you can with one click just change the, the look and feel of your store. Or if you have a different checkout flow, you just go into the experience builder, put up your, your other, your new checkout flow. And with a few clicks, you're done at catalogs and products and pricing right from here. So you don't have to go searching in Salesforce for those things. You go to your one stop for the store and you got everything here. And this nice little checklist on the right tells you how you're doing with your setup as well. Just as a rounding up the experience here. And it's highly customizable when it comes to the look and feel of the, of the web store itself, right? So we can also base this on basic kind of uh, uh, competencies that we have already within how to build the commerce cloud or how to build a web store. You can apply that here, but you have the intelligence of Salesforce in the background. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, that's really cool. <laughs> Interesting. You know, I don't think a lot of our people, uh, a lot of the audience today might have not have seen this. You know, there's been a lot of buzz about this product, but maybe we haven't seen it live. So I think this demo is very interesting to see how well tied in it is to the Salesforce ecosystem and how well you're able to, to click with this and, and just go through every single step. Yeah, it's, it's really easy uh, since mm -hmm. it is fully integrated into Salesforce. It's, it's natively to Salesforce and it lives on Salesforce. Um, with a few clicks, you go to your store uh, site, you build it as you probably know from communities, when you build communities, you just drag and drop whatever you want to see on your site. You put the logic behind it and you publish it and you're done. This also makes it, uh, you can kind of, you can use multiple resources within the company to contribute to this. So you can have somebody sitting with design and look and feel to go in and kind of customize the web shop the way you want to look at it. But you might have somebody from a product, as Nicholas mentioned, from a kind of a product expert perspective or product owner perspective going in there and configuring products and offerings. So it's really kind of tying in. And usually those two different roles have always been different people doing it from different perspectives. Now they're able to be in the same kind of pond where they're able to kind of go in there and help each other out by saying, this is the way that it should look and someone else can be contributing with the products they're configuring in CPQ and they're automatically exposed into the, to the web shop itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't take much. It, it takes an admin <laughs> and then probably one person of each team, as you said, the, the marketing team or the product specialist or whoever just, building this store together in a few clicks and putting up the logic from within Salesforce and publish and done. 
done and dusted. And, I guess and, any, and if you, you are like um, a, a company that might have multiple brands, you could have multiple stores, I guess, and you just manage them kind of side by side uh, with their different setups of products. And uh, Or is that how you would do it? Or would you just base it based on when people log in, you know which brand those customers belong to and they'd see their content anyways. So maybe it's just the same store, I don't know. You have to assign your accounts in Salesforce to specific stores or products and, and catalogs and prices. So in that sense, you would have different stores if you offer different products or if you are in, in several markets, you have uh, different stores and uh, with different pricing, different uh, products and catalogs and you assign your accounts to the stores now you can assign one account to multiple stores of course um, or or you can actually um, assign one person to multiple accounts oh, yeah. and then to one store um, so they can switch mm. around as well if they are buyers uh, for multiple companies uh, so you, you have a lot of possibility here with different stores and tweaking the prices for for um, specific yeah. accounts or customers. And I guess in like sense. in, um, uh, and because we're in Salesforce now, based on any event that we can kind of pick up on, we can just automate our way to lots of other magical things, whatever we need to do with workflows and assignments and notifications and, uh, you know, chat and whatever else, I guess this is just another in, in that way, in the simple way, it's just, uh, just another kind of channel of, of information that comes into to Salesforce. Exactly, yes. So there's a lot of automation you can do, uh, abandoned cart emails or reminder emails. Um, since I know I, I keep repeating myself, but since all lives in Salesforce, um, you can, everything you see in Salesforce you can use everything is connected to the b2b commerce since it's built natively on it you're free to use all of it and all the automations all the the bots and um artificial artificial intelligence everything that's there you can use for your b2b hmm. setup i uh, know i think it, I, I think it sounds really exciting it'll be interesting to see as well how different companies apply this like uh you, you, and just seeing the demo and us just talking now, it's at least got me thinking of a hundred different, you know, applications. Like you get all these thoughts of how this could be applied and in what situations and for what. Like it's, it's a very interesting, um, um, like a very unique product as well to bring up. I think uh, in terms of you know other uh, platforms, I think this is a very strong, must be a very strong uh, product and, and kind of app, I guess, for, for Salesforce. Um, Well, you know, in a way, this also uh, kind of brings this kind of thinking to a bigger audience. Because I think that a lot of the B, B2B customers that have been the bigger companies in Sweden, wherever it might be in the world, they've always kind of built this from the scratch up, you know, like they've always kind of recreated this kind of thinking where they want to engage with their biggest customers. They have a, a, a kind of a customer master, they expose that to the web and they build everything from scratch. And, and then they have to also maintain that investment as technology advances, right? So with this, you have an automated product, a standardized product from Salesforce you're licensing, 
and then you're able to kind of tag along in the development of this product. So you're able to kind of take your Salesforce org, making sure that that information is clean and up to speed. You add this product and then suddenly you have a way to engage with your customer and exposing a, a site in this sense mm. of bringing them in to the dialogue. And this is something that's been limited to maybe the, the company that have had the, the possibilities of doing that, that might be much bigger than the normal smaller companies. So I think this is a really exciting uh, opportunity for a lot of different companies to either rethink their previous investments where they have to manually now maintain and, and, and further develop it, or for the smaller ones that just couldn't afford. And I guess if, if you are a customer previous- as well who's already like, fluent in Salesforce, if you're already a Salesforce using company, uh, it's easy to kind of extend this and put this almost on top of or plug this into your, your overall day-to-day other operations you do in Salesforce. Um, and I think before, probably the way to yeah. solve the same or to, to offer the same thing to the customers, they've had to spend a lot of time with like external web agencies. Someone has to learn some backend tool of some CMS tool and something else and publishing pictures, like uh, probably quite a big undertaking, even for big companies. Uh, so probably this is just e- an easy way to get yeah. that, that level of self-service for, um, for your customers without a, a ridiculous investment and like you say it's almost the same conversations uh, Leif, that i often have with customers when they talk about building their own app i was like mm, do you really want to build an app and maintain it and keep like the ongoing investment i think is of things like this when you build it from scratch is sometimes hard to know and you don't know how it's going to scale because five years from now and that mean i don't know how many billions salesforce invests in like product development every year but other companies like a normal company that isn't a, a tech company they're not going to invest millions into just maintaining something as simple as an e-commerce store or an app or so that's this platform like the overall yeah. platform no, Salesforce, right. and then enabling mobile and mobility and things is easy you say ah okay you, know, you want a mobile app with this okay fine or you want your field technicians to be able to do this uh when they've done a visit they say it's finished we can then put that up in the e-commerce self-service platform for the customers to approve it or whatever you can kind of build it into your flow quite easily i I guess bear in mind this is 100 cloud as well so scalability and performance becomes a small issue so in the old days people kind of recreate a web shop that's completely integrated to their uh, uh, let's say erp and from the ERP perspective, then they would whatever every time somebody puts an order in, every sometimes does anything, that would automatically put constraints and, and load on the ERP system. With this, is 100% cloud. You're able to scale. So if you have 10 visitors one month and 10,000 the next month, you're really able to kind of tag along in that scale in that sense and being able to deliver that. And then, of course, you just need to manage the information coming back in. But, but it's exciting to see a standardized product that brings something new to the market of CRM as well that we haven't had before. Because usually it was kind of maybe a topic that included multiple competencies, like somebody from a web agency or somebody from an e-commerce mm-hmm. perspective. And you had somebody from the ERP perspective saying, this is the product list that we have. How do we expose it? Do I export this to you? Do we synchronize or create an integration? Because suddenly all those different steps are now minimized and say, whatever you have in Salesforce, you can now expose Mm. to the web. Exactly. And everyone who knows Salesforce, it's the number one is always click, not code. Obviously, some, some companies have higher... Uh, requirements and the need to code, but it's it's always click before code. 
And this is so easy. You just drag and drop. It's just open the experience builder, drag and drop whatever you want them to see. If you add new products, sync just one click, rebuild your index, synchronize it with your store, mm. publish it, and you're done. No, no talking to someone else, exporting lists or sending them to someone and having right. them upload it. And, and having some external agency maybe there. needing to publish it to it. You don't know if it's, you know, now that you've done the update, it's done and you just roll it out yourself. So you don't have to rely on anyone else doing it, I guess. Uh, just, I wanted to, um, there was yeah. another question in the comments as well. Uh, the question is, how does Commerce Cloud support multi-brand and multi-site implementations? We touched upon it a little bit, but in multiple stores maybe, but yeah, we could maybe revisit that in a bit more detail. Um, so multi-brand and multi-site, I guess. So if you are um, uh, a large company, you might have multiple brands and multiple sites that you sell. Uh, yeah, how, how would you set that up, you think? Would you, uh, yeah, how would you handle that, I guess is the question. If you want to have multiple stores, it all depends on your license. This is where the Salesforce licenses come in. Um, the Salesforce B2B commerce licenses they go by store and per expected orders okay. you have per month. That's, that's how the license works. So with the basic license, you get one store. And the next one is up to five stores and a specific amount of, of uh, products and um, mm -hmm. revenue you expect. Um, I, I don't know the exact uh, numbers of the products you can have. I think it's with the basic ones, you can, I think, have 7,500 products um, and one store. So depending on what, what you need, what you want, you can go up in your licenses and buy more expensive licenses from Salesforce or you know um, enhanced licenses from Salesforce or even up um, by extra order or extra revenue amount what you expect to mm. um, get in per month this is how it works um, but you can set up um, different in one store you can set up different categories as well and you don't have to expose each product to every account so if you have one set of products that you would like to expose to a certain audience you can mm. do that and hide it from the rest. It all depends on what you what you want to do, and it's very flexible in that sense. Isn't that also a possibility when then when you when you haven't had this tool before and you're getting ready to kind of go into this? You don't have to have your entire product list ready. You can expose a small number of products and then kind of release them as you go along uh, and prepare them for this kind of uh, uh, viewing perspective. Yes. Definitely. Um, also seasonal, you can, that's the same, you can work seasonally as well. Um, have some products visible only in a certain time span and the rest forever. So you can, you can go up like that. You don't have to start with your full inventory and go into the world. Um, you can start with a small subset and gradually um, adding your products. And I guess with like multi and the multi-brand question, I guess it, it depends a little bit on how important it is for you as a company that 
how, how separate your branding is for your different brands. For example, you could have the same login exposed on, if you have multiple sites for your brands, like websites, you could have the login to the same e-commerce, um, B2B commerce store. Uh, if you think that the branding can be similar once you're in the e-commerce portion of it, I guess. If it needs to be very separate, then maybe you would go for like multiple stores and have it more separated. I think it's more like a, a discussion like that. And then I guess in terms of licensing, and uh, it's just a discussion with the Salesforce account executive and see how, you know, what licenses you, what license combination is the best. Um, and uh, one question for me in licensing, you know, I know in the communities, kind of uh, Salesforce communities world, you have different types of licenses for logins and users, but this isn't based on that. This is more based on the number of orders you said and the number of stores. Well, there are two different parts. So the one part is the B2B on Salesforce where you get your store and you can put up a certain amount of products on your store and you pay per expected revenue per month. And the other side is you need community licenses, external user licenses to allow people to log in mm -hmm. and uh, order stuff. Um, you need those ones as well. But as you said, this, this is definitely a conversation with a Salesforce account executive. I know the theory behind it. I know what licenses you theoretically need but it all depends on what um, your individual requirements and desires are and yeah. they can just but it may, quote it, yeah. something for you. Yeah, you're able to scale with the licensing because that's the, that's the benefit of this. You can start small and since this tool doesn't have a huge threshold getting in there, you're able to buy for a smaller part of number of customers, uh, uh, kind of a base work yourself around the way that you want to kind of address this. And as you kind of find the right recipe and you get that customer engagement, as your audience grows, probably your, your kind of uh, income grows from this channel. So it becomes really kind of uh, uh, easy to follow the return investment. Yeah, and it makes sense as well that the, yeah. the use the external user licensing, that that's separate. This is like a the, the B2B commerce product is the, the actual setup of the store and the products and the order and the carts and everything like that. Then it depends on how many external users you you are expecting to expose this to, I guess. And that it makes sense in a way that that's licensed separately because if you have 500 products, but you have a thousand or 50,000 users logging in, obviously it's a different question for in terms of security and authentication and everything else. Um, we only have a couple of minutes left, but there was one quick question um, from the comments uh, about the customer experience. So is the experience uh, the same uh, when you access the store on a mobile device compared to a computer? I guess, it's, does it scale it down to a mobile version of the store or how does that work? It is, since it is built on the experience cloud, the community cloud, uh, it is fully okay. and enabled you just set on up, mobile as do well. You, do you set up your mobile layout uh, like kind of manually or like by hand in there or does it scale it automatically? You, you, can, you can tweak it a little. In the experience builder, you have the possibility to, to look at it like you were looking on a mobile phone and then tweak it a little mm. bit. But it, the, the base is okay. already there. 
Well, that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah, we we uh, have a minute left of the time that we planned this. So I don't know if you want to close out with any closing remarks, any of you, but I think I, I thought it's been a very interesting discussion around this topic, which is a fairly new topic for me. And like you said, later, it's a fairly new product <laughs> anyway, so it should be new to most people, I guess. Um, and I haven't really found much information about this in terms of people talking about it in this way as well, not just... Uh, you know, a product demo or yes, you can click here, you can click there or features. It's more like how we see this in a business setting, which is what we, what the way we like to talk about it in Sirocco anyway, not just the, the tech. It's more like how, what this can unlock and what people can, can get from this. Um, so then I'll leave it to you, you two, if you have any, any final thoughts that you wanted to leave us with before we, we finish up here. Well, you know, like at the end of the day, this is a conversation that will be different for different customers based upon where they are in their process, in their strategy. So I would say reach out to us uh, we, from our website to Nicholas or I and have that conversation with us. Let's start seeing where you are in that process and where we can help you kind of attach this or kind of execute on this. Because this will be a different discussion for different customers based on where they are, right? So we need to kind of see what are their needs. As you mentioned, we don't want to just slap on a product. We want to understand their business needs and how this can uh, lift it to the next level. So reach out to us and we'll have that conversation and take it from there. And we will grow with yeah. this as okay. we go well, along. That makes sense. And uh, for everyone like listening and, and viewing this, like thanks for taking part of this. This is our first live stream. So it's uh, exciting to do this live. It's a bit different than just like a re pre-recorded thing that you release. Um, and yeah, so and because we're on, this is now streaming on YouTube and on Facebook. So don't forget to like, if you, if you like this content today and if you want to follow and see what elsewhere we're up to, you know, subscribe and click the bell icon and whatever else you do on, on YouTube and Facebook to, to follow us and uh, look forward to doing more sessions like this in the, in the future. Um, okay. And Leith, Yasmin, thank you. And uh, we will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye.